Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title for today, it's, it's all faith. It's all faith. Ephesians 2, it's a good topic for today. It's been a tough couple of weeks. We were already getting ready for a wedding, which usually is considered stressful enough. But then, uh, right, right, John and Joanne, stressful enough, just that. But then the baby got MRSA, and, uh, you know, she was in the hospital, and Kim was in the hospital for four days, which was stressful. Uh, and then just before the wedding, we, we, were, we were planning for a funeral. And so one Saturday we have a wedding, and the next Saturday we have the funeral, the memorial. And thank you, everyone, for everything, everybody, the church and the community and everybody's just been so amazing. We know, we've always said that. We've said that to everybody. Everybody says it. If It's hard to have a tragedy, but if you're going to have one, you want to have it in New Hope Solbury because this community is just unbelievable and the family's just unbelievable. We've been working our way through the book of Joshua, and we hit Jericho about a month ago. Remember, we hit Jericho and what happened with Jericho, and if you missed... Joshua, you can go get the CDs or go back on the YouTube site or podcast site. But when we hit Jericho, then we jumped off on a little tangent to say, why does God allow Jerichos in our life in the first place? He knocked down the walls, but why does he allow them in the first place? And we went to James 1, 2 to 4 and said, what's your PJ, your personal, I'm sorry, your pure joy, your personal pure joy? And we talked about that. And then we went to Romans 5, 3 to 5, and we talked about no pain, no gain, and how God uses pain in our life, and that was a good one. And then, uh, then everything hit, right? And then uh, God prepares us. He prepares us for what he's going to call us to. Then last week, we did Romans 8, and we talked about the encouragement we have, the promises that we have in the midst of the trials that God allows us to go through, and what we go through, and we talked about that in an encouraging word, and that, once again, is all on the podcast. But I want to give one last concluding blast before we get next, back, next week back to Joshua. We'll be doing Joshua chapter 7 next week. But one last thing, and it's really part two from yesterday's memorial service. Um, it's, yesterday was kind of part one. This is part two, and this is how to survive and thrive in the midst of trials. Because we're all in trials. Whether we've lost a child or whether we're facing a lot of other things, right? Everybody, we're, we're constantly facing trials. But, but God, as, as we've seen in the word here, James and Romans, we can survive, not just survive, but thrive in the midst of trials and life's trials. And I'll tell you right up front, it's all faith. It's faith in God. A lot of what I'm going to share today over the years, if you've been here for the last 17 years, you've heard a lot of pieces and parts of this, but I'm going to put them all together. You've heard a lot of these stories, but I'm going to put them all together for one, one blast here. Because even if you've heard, we all need reminding, it's all faith, right? And many of you, are maybe, some of you may be hearing for this for the first time, what, what, faith, what faith can do for us. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the worship today, focusing on you and the power that that gives us, and the hope that that gives us, the gift that that is to us, that we can worship you and rise above it all. Lord, we just pray for your mercy and grace now to hear what you're trying to teach us today through your word. 
And Lord, whatever each of us is going through, we pray that you would give us the grace and the gift to depend on you through this. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The key to surviving trials is depending on God's grace. But how do we connect with God? That's the starting point. How do we connect so that we can receive his grace and his mercy? How do we, how do we get connected with him so that we could have his strength here on earth? But also know we're going to spend eternity in heaven with him someday. How do we, how do, we do that? In every religion in the world has the same answer. Be good and follow the rules. And every religion has its own rule set, right? Be good and follow these rules. Buddhists. Buddhists have an eightfold path. Eight rungs of the ladder that you have to walk up to to get to where you're going. Hindus must achieve karma, right? Got to achieve karma. Muslims have the code of the law, the code of the law and the five rituals that they have to fulfill in order to achieve salvation. Uh, cults, a lot of different cults, there's a great book on our back shelf there called So What's the Difference? And it talks about all the different cults and also different world, world religions and all, even different forms of Christianity and it, it compares them all. But, but the thing that jumps out at you from the different cults, from the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and the different cults like that, is they all have a way to earn salvation. You have to earn it. There's a way to earn God's favor. Uh, many in the Jewish religion, now they're, they're, I have many Jewish friends, and they understand Abraham was saved by faith, right? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. But, but many, many Jewish people don't understand that, and they try to keep the covenant of the law. That's how they try to get right with God. Even many Christians are confused. Many Christians think, well... I got to be good. I got to go to church. I got to follow these religious rituals. I got to get baptized. I got to, uh, you know, give money. I got to. There's all these different things that we, these things that we think we have to jump through some spiritual hoops, and that's the problem. Is is understanding that Christianity is not a religion. Religion misses the whole point of why Jesus Christ came, so that we can have a relationship. It's not about religion, it's a relationship. And God's word tells us very clearly, very clearly, it's not about religion based on what we can do. It's about what Jesus has done. Religion is spelled D-O, do, but true Christianity is spelled D-O-N-E. It's already been done. And, and we, we are... It's, it's, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship based on faith. On faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is very, 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 very clear on this. Um, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. It can't get any more clear than that, that we cannot do anything for our salvation. It's, it's completely by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. We connect with God through faith. 
in Jesus Christ's death. He died for us. I believe that. He rose from the dead for us. We believe that. We put our trust in that. And when we put our hope and trust and faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us, the Holy Spirit comes inside and lives in us and leads us. And, and we now have a relationship. Does that mean good works aren't important? No, let's look at verse 10. I'll read it again. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 and verse 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Now get this. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, for which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do the good works save us? Not one little bit. But if our faith is real, there will be good works. Our life will change. There will be the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. But a lot, so many people put the good works before the salvation part. And they, don't have nothing, they have nothing to do with making us right before God. They just, faith, and it's faith alone. But if the faith is real, there will be good works. But it's different. They, 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 the good works come because, not to save us, but out of love, out of thanks. They flow from the relationship that we have with God. Very, very important. If someone says, I, I put my faith in Jesus and there's no change, I say, no change, no Jesus. No Jesus, no change. There has to be that change to show that our faith was real. But the works do nothing to save us. It's complete faith in what Jesus has done for us. A good way to, to understand this really is... Um, Remind me of one time I was on a, a plane ride, and some of you have heard me tell this story before. I was going to India on a mission trip, and I was working, uh, going with a group called Gospel for Asia. It was just a super, super trip. But I remember on the way over, flew out of New York, and we were stopping at Frankfurt, Germany, on the way over. And so uh, I'm on the plane, and I'm sitting next to a, a German couple, and we got to chatting, and, and, uh, and I didn't speak any German except... Gesundheit, you know, and wie geht's, wie geht's, I know that, you know, but that's it. But they knew a little broken English, and it didn't matter because you all heard the stories of Ryan yesterday, you could talk to anybody, he got that for me. I could talk to anybody, whatever language, Kim was always like, how did you have that conversation, neither of you speak the same language, and we're best friends walking around, you know, and she goes, I don't know, we just hit it off, you know, so we did that, so this German girl, we got talking, and we're you know, whatever. And then they asked me where I was going. I said, to India. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do ministry there. And they oh, and they go, we have a Christian friend. Uh, and they've been trying to explain Jesus to us and all that. But the thing we're confused about, and this was really broken, but I'm, I'm going to kind of give you a, They said, we don't understand the faith part. What's faith? We, we know who Jesus was. He was the son of God. We know he died for us, and I'm giving you the smooth version here. He died on the cross for us. We know he rose from the dead to prove that he was the son of God. But what we don't understand this faith thing. And I said, I was like, oh, how am I going to explain this in English? You know, gift of tongues, gift of tongues. Yeah, 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 Acts 2 again, right? But uh, so I'm like, say, God, please help me. And, and, and I look up, and right in front of me is the, the screen. And back then they would, they they had this screen. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't taken an international flight in a while. But, but they showed where the plane was flying over the ocean. Do they still do that? Yeah, and they show you where your plane was. And so I look up, and there's this plane about halfway between New York and Frankfurt over the ocean flying over. And I said, okay. I said, Are, can you get to New York, from New York 
to Frankfurt. Can you get there? Could you jump there? Jump? Jump? No, 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 jump. I go, why? Far. Too far? Yes, yes, too far, too far. Can't jump, right? How, so how do you get from New York to Frankfurt? The plane? Yeah, the plane. That's it, the plane. Yes, you got it, right. the plane, plane. So we're, 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 we're dialed in now. I said, can you get from earth to heaven yourself? Can you jump to heaven? They look at each other, you know, and processing, and they go, no, no. Why? Too high, yes, too high, too high, too far, too far, right? So how do you get there? No plane, no, no, no plane, no, no plane, no plane. How do you get there? They were stumped. I said, Jesus, Jesus is the plane. He's the plane. You have to put your faith in Jesus, get on Jesus, trust him, to take us to God. That's what faith is. And when you get on that plane, he takes us to God, but not only does he take us to God, but once you get on the plane, we lose control, right? We're giving up control of our life. We're, we're not just saved by faith getting to God, but we are now living by faith. You're on a plane, can you do anything in that plane? You can try to hijack it. We do that with God all the time. I want to live my life this way. We try to hijack things, right? But God doesn't give up the cockpit. He keeps control of that plane. And and you can run up and down the aisles trying to make him hurry or trying to, you know, it doesn't matter because you're on that plane. And and living by faith means that we're not just saved by faith, getting to God, but we also, we go where God goes. That's living by faith. Living by faith. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You may know that he died for you on the cross. You may know, you may know that he rose from the dead. But have you ever put your faith in him? Have you ever gotten on the plane called Jesus Christ and said, "Jesus, I can only get to God. I can only get right with God if I get on if I trust in you." Have you ever taken that step? If you have, then we you are now connected and you can do that anytime. You could pray that prayer right now. You say, I'm on, Jesus, I'm getting on the plane. I repent of that old life of mine, all the wrong I've ever done. I, I don't want that old life anymore. I get on the plane. I put my faith in Jesus to forgive me, to take my sin away. I put my faith in him. I get on that plane, and, I'm, I'm, and I give you my life, God. You can pray that prayer right now. You can pray it at the end of the service, you can pray it on the way home. Anytime you can pray that prayer. And the moment you pray that prayer, you have now, you will receive the Holy Spirit and you have now received God's gift of life. That starts the moment you pray. You get a whole different life and it goes on throughout all of eternity. Eternal life with God someday. Now, now that we pray that prayer and give our life to God and get on that plane. Now we're connected to God. But here's the the next question. How do we connect to God's power? How do we survive and thrive in this life? Because we're not just saved to go to heaven someday. We receive God's salvation to live a new life here. And hopefully we live a, 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 a great life here, reaching our spiritual potential. Hopefully we do that. How do we do that? We... We're connected with God, but we've been saved by faith. But the next step 
is living by faith. And this is really, really important. So often, once, and I hear this all the time, I do it too. <laughs> so often, but I hear this as a pastor so often, well, I've been saved by faith, and now I'm going to really start trying hard to live for God. I've been messing up, but I'm going to really start trying a lot harder now. Anybody, remind you of anybody here? Uh, and guess, but guess what happens? When we really, we've been saved by faith, but now we're going to really live for God. We're going to white-knuckle Christianity. We're going to do it for God, right? But what happens usually? We keep messing up. And then when we mess up, we beat ourselves up. And then we finally give up. So many people give up because they're, they're, they're living not by faith, but by human effort. The Christians in the church of Galatia were doing the same thing. And listen to what Paul says to them in Galatians 3, 1 to 5. This is what Paul says. You foolish Galatians. He doesn't mess around, right? He wasn't worried about church growth. He wasn't worried about the offering. He'd already been stolen plenty. He wasn't even worried about that. You foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit? Are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Have you suffered so much for nothing, if it really was for nothing? Does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? They were saved by faith, but they were trying to live out, live for God in their own power. They were trying to change in their own power instead of continuing to depend on faith. And so many times we do the same thing, don't we? Some of you might remember my water skiing story. I remember when I first water skied for the first time, uh, I grew up on a farm, and we did a lot of hay and didn't have time for water skiing and snow skiing. But, so I was, in, I was already in high school. It might have even been just starting college. And I remember a friend of ours had a boat, and they said, we want to go water skiing, and you want to come? And I said, sure, sounds fun. And we were in this boat, and we're on the Niagara River. And we're above, I don't know if you've ever been to the Niagara River, but the Niagara River above the falls, it's flowing toward the falls, right? We were about five miles above the falls, and, we're, and it was a choppy, it wasn't like smooth like the, the Delaware here, it was cho- it's choppy, choppy, it's hard. You've got to stay right in, the, in the, the wake of the boat or you're going to get knocked off the skis, it's really rough. But anyway, we're, there, we're skiing and a few people went, and it, it looks so easy, they just popped up and they're skiing out there and they said, you want to try it now? And I said, yeah, it looks simple. You know, I was an athlete and I was strong. I was a farm boy and this is going to be simple. You know? So I, I, they say, so, okay, now take the, take the rope and hold it between your skis. Right? Everybody, a lot of people need to ski before you don't know talk. And then you hang on the rope and then once you get pulled up, just hold on and it'll pull you. And so I did it. I put the got lined up and sure enough they vroom, they gunned it and it pulled me right up right away and it was easy for me I'm strong you know and, and as soon as they pulled up I went like this and I fell flat on my back they came around and he said no no don't pull on the rope just hold the rope let the boat do the work you just don't pull it just you don't have to do anything just hold on oh yeah okay I got it I got it I got it so I yeah did it again gunned it vroom, I came right up real easy and Pulled the rope, flat on my back again, you know. They came around and said, what are you doing? You're, you're not supposed to pull. And, and this, I, seven times. <laughs> the seventh time they said, listen, we can see the mist from the falls. 
we're going to leave you in the river. I think they were serious. And we had already flowed far down the river. Yeah? And, and they said, don't pull the rope. And I'll never forget. I finally popped up again real easy. Again, and I, I did this, 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 this. I kept getting a little slack holding it out. And, and finally, I stopped pulling on the rope. And I just let the boat do the work. Now, did I have to do something? Yeah, I had to hang on to, I had to, hang on to the rope. I had to hang on tight. And I had to follow the boat wherever it took me. But I had to stop trying to do the work of what the boat was, was doing. And so often we're the same. We, God pulls, he pulls us out of our sin. We, we're freed from it. And then we, we do it by faith. We're hanging on. But then we think we got to do the work. And we try to do it. And when we try to do it, we fall flat on our face. We have to remember to just hang on. Just hang on. Let God do the work. Still, we got to hang on. We got to go where he takes us. We got to follow him. We can't let go of the rope, right? You know, but, but it's, it's letting God do it. And so many of us do the same thing. We depend on our own strength instead of God's strength. But live, just as we're saved, we can't do anything to get saved. We can't jump, you know, to heaven. Gotta totally depend on God. We have to totally depend on Him every day in our Christian life. And that's the key to the Christian life. Galatians 2.20. Really good. Memorize this one. Don't ever forget this. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith. By faith. It's faith. We are saved by faith, and we live by faith. It's all faith. It's all complete dependence We're in a trial. We're going through something really bad. And we've either come out of a trial, we're in a trial, or going into a trial. That's life, right? How do we do it? We do it by completely depending on God. I'll tell you, I don't know how people do it. What we just went through, I don't know how people do it without God. How do they do it? Without God, we could never do it. And the, but the power and the grace that we get by, by depending on him. A temptation. We're facing temptation. But living by faith is saying, God, instead of white-knuckling, God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make you happy, I'm going to hang on here. No, no. It is, God, I can't do it. I want to sin. I want to give into this temptation. The only way I can resist this is completely by your grace. Sin. There's a sin in our life. We're struggling with it. And so often what people, what we think, we think, well, I, I just messed up again. I did the same old sin again. And, and I, I want to go tell God I'm sorry. I want to make it right, but I can't yet because i got to clean myself up first. If I can just be good for a day or two, then I can go to God and, 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 uh, and, and, go and you know, be okay going to God. But what usually happens is, while we're waiting to clean up, we do it again, right? And we get into a cycle, and, and it's a bad cycle, and the hole gets deeper and deeper, and we never do quite get to God. I remember when I was a kid, my dad's not here. He had to leave early this morning, so it's probably better I tell the story without him here. But uh, I remember, it's the fire story. I, I love fires. You drive by our house at night, you see the fire going all the time. And if it's not outside, it's the chimney's gone. I, I love fires. And uh, uh, the... I remember as a kid, we would be down there with a campsite, and my brother Todd and I were down, and we were 
had our little fire thing going, and I said, there's some branches and vines, there's a lot of hedgerows, and we were along a hedgerow, and I said, Let's, why don't we burn some of these vines out of the trees here? Let's get some, rid of some of this junk, you know? And so we filled up the fire a little higher, and it started catching the vines and burning, and it was a hedgerow, you know, between the fields, you have that hedgerow of trees and vines and weeds and brush and all that, and it starts to burn, and it was a creek, it was right along a creek, and so it starts to burn along the hedgerow, and starting getting a little too high, Todd, you know, and he's like, yeah, we were, I can't, I was, we were 11 and 9, something like that, and uh, 12 and 10, some, somewhere in that age group, and, and started really catching and getting high and going up the vines, and, and then, not only was it going to a hedgerow, but we weren't too far from this one slashing woods section there, there's a woods, you know, and my dad's kind of partial to keeping his woods, and so it starts going toward the woods, and I'm like, Todd, it's going to the woods, we can't, we can't lose the woods, you know, quick, you know, wh- let's get this out, we gotta go fight this quick, and, and, and I think he says, oh, well, help, well, maybe we should go get help, I go, no, no, we can't let dad see what we're doing, we can't let get caught, you know, so, so, uh, so we go down, and I'll never forget, we're, there's a pond right by the woods, we're going into the pond, and, and dipping our shirts in, and beating the fire, and fighting it, and fighting it as it's creeping toward the woods, and, and i never forget, I thought, we couldn't stop it, I just remember thinking, we're gonna lose the woods, and Dad's going to see it. And, uh, and uh, so, so we're like, and I remember I prayed. I was like, God, please, please. And I don't know exactly what I promised. It was probably being a pastor or something. But I, 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 I why? But I, I, I remember just like, God, please, if you help us stop this fire, I'll do anything. You know, we're going to make this right. I'm, you know, I'm, you know blubbering. We're hitting it. And all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened, but the wind starts coming the other way. And we are able to like, knock it out and pull some vines down. And, and I, all of a sudden, it's going the other way. And I was like so relieved. I'm like, my first thought was, Dad's not going to know about this now. He's not going to find out. You know, remember that whole prayer thing I did? You know, foxhole prayer. And uh, you know, going to change my life. You know, my first, my first thought was, my dad's not going to find out. And and we were, I, I said, Todd, it's all going to be okay. And that's when I heard the explosion. I had forgotten that down the hedgerow, while we we're beating the, this out, down the hedgerow there was a truck parked in the hedgerow. Uh, one of my dad's friends would come and cut wood and, and collect wood and take it, you know, cut up the old dead trees and take it, and he left his truck parked in the hedgerow, uh, the farm truck. And uh, the fire caught up to it, and it blew up, all right? And, and it, was, it wasn't good. Anyway, we'll just leave it there. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. When should I have gone to my dad? Right when the fire got going, right? He could have come down and probably put it out quick. He could have had a tractor bucket and scraped things. He could have cleaned it up. When does our Heavenly Father want us to come to him? Once we try to put the fire out? Once we try to clean it up? Once we try to get out of something? No, he wants us to come right away. Even when we're in the midst of something, mess, even when we're in the midst of messing up, even when we're really struggling, even when we just fell on our face, he wants us to come right away. That's when he wants us to come. And, and he wants us to come and confess it right away and give it over to him right away and say, God, only by your grace, I can't fight this fire. Only by your grace can I fight this battle. 
That's when he wants us to come. Same time with spending time with him. So many times we think, well, I'm going to earn God's favor by, I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible and, okay, I did that, now I can go do something else. You know? you know, or, or I got to pray for five minutes, so we spend five minutes just talking, talking, talking. Okay, I got done with that out of the way and we go, move on, right? And, and it was, now I've made God happy because I've, you know, talked at him for five minutes. No. God, God wants us just to be quiet with him. He wants us just to listen to him. He, as we read and he speaks to us, we might only get through one verse. Bam, you know, and that's it. Stop there. Meditate on that one. Chew on that all day. Memorize that one, right? He, it, it's just spending time with him. That's, that's what God wants us to do is, is spend that time and let the Holy Spirit work in our hearts as he does that. With our family, with our spouse, we come home, dads, you come home, you're exhausted. The last thing you want to do is talk. The last thing you want to do is play with your kids, right? That's the last thing we want to do. We're exhausted. But, but so instead of, you know, just crashing and vegging there or losing our temper, say, God, I need your energy. I need your energy to love my wife. I need your energy to invest in my kids. I need your energy. Maybe you need a 10-minute nap, get it in the driveway, get your power nap, but then get in there you know, and just pray that prayer and say, God, I need your energy to do this. You see the difference? One is us trying to do it, and the other one is depending on God to work in us. We, 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 instead, we struggle with all his energy, which so powerfully works in us. Ministry, same thing with ministry. We, so many of us, we're all called to use our gifts to do ministry, but many times we're doing ministry where it's teaching kids or, or nursery or, you know, helping people, whatever our ministry is, music, whatever it is, we all have a calling to, to use our spiritual gifts, but, but so often we minister in our own power. We do it in our own power, and as a result, we don't see any fruit. And then we get frustrated, then we get discouraged, and then we give it up. We quit doing the ministry that God has called us to do. We just give it up. Instead, our, our, the living by faith, is this, the thing is to say, God, I can't do this. I can't reach these people. I can't help this person. I can't do anything. I, I totally need you to touch lives. I totally need you. In fact, in Colossians 1, 8, uh, 128 and 29, it says this, We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. It's his energy. It's, it can't be our energy. It's him. It's his energy. Yesterday, I... I I didn't know how I was going to get through the day. I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I said, God, let me go back to sleep. There's no way I can do this on a couple hours, first of all. But he did let me go back to sleep for a few more hours. But then I got up, and I walked, and I prayed, and I had the best time with God. First couple hours, I just cried. First couple miles, I just cried. (laughs) And then after that, I just listened. And said, God, give me the grace. Give me the grace to share Christ, to share the gospel, to share my faith in you. 
that's completely depending on him. That, that complete dependence. We are saved by faith. And we live by faith. Have you been saved by faith? Have you ever gotten on that plane called Jesus Christ and said, God, I leave the world behind. I leave the sin behind. I repent of it. I'm going to put my faith and trust in the cross of Jesus Christ. I give my life to you. Have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. If you've already put your faith in Jesus, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Maybe you're going through some trial. If you aren't, you will be. Maybe you're going, how are you getting through it? How are you surviving and are you thriving in the midst of that? Or are, you, are Galatians 2.20? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Are you living by faith or are we pulling on the rope? Think of some area in our life. Are we trying to take control? Are we pulling on the rope? Or are we just hanging on and living by faith? Are we letting God pull us and direct us and empower us? And remember something. When we're, this is about a relationship. It's not a performance. So many times we're trying to perform for God and get the straight A's and hit the home run, whatever. And, but God, it's not a performance. It's a relationship that we're in. That's what pleases God. It's the relationship. He wants a relationship of dependence. I remember Ryan's first soccer game. I've told this story before, but it's taken on a whole new meaning now. He was playing on a 5th through 7th grade team. At the time, we were in Connecticut, and they didn't have every age group. So it was 5th through 7th grade. And he was 5. He was playing against all these big kids. But I had played a lot with him, and I worked hard with him. And, and I had him ready for the game with the big kids. And, and, uh, and I'll never forget, the game started, and he got in there, and the coach put him in. And I was standing kind of near the coach. I'll never forget this guy. And he's standing there, and, and he puts Ryan in. And the first time Ryan gets the ball... He takes it and he dribbles right down the field, right down the field, all around all these kids. And just like I taught him, because I really worked hard with him. And uh, you know me with my kids in sports. I had so much fun with that. And so he went through everybody. The only problem was he was going the wrong way. <laughs> he even shot at the goalie. You all heard the story yesterday. He scored a He shot. First game, he shot at the goalie. Fortunately, he was only five and he didn't put a very good shot on it. And our goalie caught it and looked at him like... What are you doing, you stupid kid? You know, and there you are. And the coach was really bad. Screaming, You're going the wrong way. And, and I looked at the coach, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, at least he's dribbling well, right? He's dribbling well, right? Yeah. He didn't smile. He didn't laugh. He didn't think it was funny. Later on, though, in the game, toward the end of the game, it was a really close game. I'll never forget it. I always taught Ryan, when you're on offense, get right in front of the goal. Just get in front of the goal. And, and somebody's going to end up kicking it across, and you just got to kick it in. Just, just get in front of the goal. You have all these big kids around. And, and I'll never forget it. First game he ever played. Somebody kicked it across the, 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 the goal. And Ryan was standing right, in the, right near the goal, right in front. And he stops the ball, and he kicks it into the goal, and he scores. Just like a Disney movie, right? 
He scored. And, 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 but he looked over to make sure it was okay. Because last time he went the wrong way. He, I never, he looks over at me and I said, that was good. That was good. That was good. And he smiled. When do you think I loved him more? When he was going the wrong way or when he scored? It's the same. Loved him the same. Now, I liked it better when he was shooting into the other team's net. Right? And the coach wasn't mad. Yeah, I liked that. I liked it better. But I loved him the same. And that's what it's like with God. He loves us. And we're going to go the wrong way sometimes. We're going to mess up. It's okay. Because he's not about performance. He just wants us to keep turning to him. Is that okay? <laughs> you know, He just wants us to keep depending on him. He just wants that, that us to stay close to him. That's what he wants. Us to stay in that close relationship. And letting him live through us. As we go to this time of prayer, how is God speaking to our hearts? What is the Holy Spirit saying to us? Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Jesus. You've been trying to get right with God by jumping somewhere that you can never jump. But today you realize for the first time we're saved by faith. And the only way to God is by getting on that plane called Jesus Christ. And you can get on that plane right now. You can connect with God right now. You can have all your, your sins forgiven that you've ever committed or ever will commit forgiven right now. It just takes a prayer of faith. From your heart to God's heart. God, please forgive me. Forgive my sin. Forgive everything in my life that blocks my relationship with you. I want to leave that behind. I'm going to walk away from that life because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. His death on that cross, his resurrection from the dead. I put my faith in Jesus. I'm getting on his plane. And I give you control of my life. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, 
Your life will never be the cha- never be the same. It's going to be changed because the Holy Spirit is living inside of you now, and He's going to speak to you and, and convict you and encourage you, and God's Spirit is going to talk to you in incredible ways. And he's going to give you the grace and the strength to go through every trial that you go through. And every good thing he sends your way, is you're going to enjoy it a zillion times more because you're going to share it with God. Every blessing you're going to share with him. I want to encourage you, though, if you've put your faith in Christ to let somebody know, maybe you have a friend or family member here, let them know. Maybe you tell me on the way out or fill out the card or send me a text and email. Let somebody know because I'll be excited. <laughs> and and, and I, w- I want to be able to encourage you in your new life in Christ. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? Maybe we've been spinning our wheels spiritually and we realize it's because we're not living by faith. We're living by our own effort. Maybe there's an area of our life that we've been pulling on the rope. Every time God tries to take us somewhere, we pull on the rope to stop, stop where he wants us to go or to just do it ourselves. Maybe our prayer this morning is to surrender that area of our life Say, God, I want to live by faith. I can't do this. I can't fight this. I can't change. Only you can do this. Every hour, every minute, every second. God, it's got to be you. I need you. I need you. Father, we thank you for giving your son, Jesus Christ, your one and only son, Jesus, to die for us in order to let us live a new life. I pray that everyone here would be able to live that new life in freedom and healing. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.